0: Bacislaw is a former BBC journalist and political science graduate from Bucha in the Ukraine. Bacislaw was in Bucha on the 24th of February, 2022, when Russian troops crossed the border and the invasion began. Welcome, Yeah, Hello. So let's start from the beginning. You, You grew up in Bucha. How would you describe the town?
1: Yeah, I'm... 38 now. Uh, I'm a native Bucha resident, and uh, so I, I uh, got education here in Bucha, and Bucha is uh, not very big sub, uh, suburban town, uh, suburban to Kiev. So it's it's like 30 kilometers from uh, from Ukrainian capital. It was quite small. Uh, at the start of two thousands, yeah, and uh, but last fifteen years or something, it became more and more uh, inhabited with uh, a lot of people who came from, uh, who just don't want to live in Kiev but live in some suburbs to have some private houses and so on. So it's Bucha, uh, uh, something like town for for some young families. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, young people decided to, to buy uh, their apartments here because it's a little bit cheaper than in, in Kiev, and so on. Also, there are a lot of some uh, older people who just live here for, for, for decades, and so on. And before the start of Russian invasion, it was uh, near 50,000 of inhabitants of resident in Bucha. Now it's like, uh, no one knows exactly, but I think it's 30,000, maybe 40, uh, quite a lot of uh, Bucha residents left uh, because of uh, of the war.
0: And how would you describe town, your own childhood in, in Bucha, right? So it sounds like it's a kind of a middle-class, up-and-coming town, an exciting place to be, close to a major city, um, it's kind of fashionable. Was it kind of a fashionable type of town? It's not.
1: Uh, I can say that it is. It's posh. Yeah. Region, but it's quite. Uh, it's quite good for for some calm uh, life near uh, megapolis that that can be described. Kiev can be described as Ukrainian me- megapolis because we have uh, a lot of parks here. Uh, also, uh, wood, uh, wood area, and so on. So, if you want to, to live uh, near nature, Bucha mm. is 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 very good for for that. It's more or less calm, and it's just it, it, it takes like forty or fifty minutes to get to uh, to Tokyo. So, I, yeah.
0: You're in Bucha right now, right now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I returned to Bucha. Uh, two weeks after uh, Russian uh, occupation has ended, uh, but during this uh, the exact period of Russian occupation, I was out of Bucha.
0: And and how would you describe your your own childhood in in Bucha? Was it a kind of a traditional Ukrainian upbringing?
1: Do you have brothers and
0: sisters? And
1: yeah, I, I am the only child in my family. It was. Like ordinary childhood, mm. uh, I just grew up in, uh, in this uh, uh, old style butcher mm. before it started to, to become more and more uh, uh, in, inhabited. Yes. Uh, so it was like calm, more or less <laughs> happy a childhood. And I, I like my childhood in butcher, I like butcher as much. My native, uh, native town, uh, and that's why it's it's so uh, for me it's so difficult to uh, to realize what happened uh, here, uh, just like since uh, February. Because can you imagine that uh, your native town became a place for for genocide? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. No one can imagine that.
0: Um, so we'll get to that now in in, in, a, in a bit. I want to talk about the preceding events before February 24th as well. But just tell me, you went to university and you studied political science.
1: Why did you choose political science? I don't know. It, it was, uh, I had two ways, either uh, philosophy or, mm. or political science. I just decided to go for for political science and usually that's connected to to some uh to some journalism mm. so and i i w- wanted to to be journalist from my childhood and uh, uh, so political science was one of, of of way to to get to to journalism journalism or politics
0: that's where you go right
1: yes yeah, it, it, in Ukraine, it, it's closely connected. You know, if yeah. you're a political scientist, you uh, you should uh, be connected to, to media to all this uh, political situation.
0: So tell me, you were in Bucha leading up in the months leading up to February 24th. What was what was that like? Was there was there tension building? You're obviously seeing events happening. Across in, in Russia, you you know there's a build-up coming. We're hearing reports of crematoriums on the border, blood banks on the border. We know there's a build-up. Was it kind of um, how much of a shock was it when it actually happened?
1: It was a strange situation because uh, even during uh, all this tension, started uh, first time in uh, april or something or, or march of uh, uh, 2021 so the, the year before when uh, russia started to get it military to ukrainian borders mm. and then uh, it, it, it just stopped and during the summer of uh, 2021 nothing has happened so everyone was relaxed that's come on that was something like geopolitical uh, maneuvers or some pressure political pressure from russia and then uh since november 2021 it it became one more so uh even more Russian troops came to uh, the Ukrainian borders, and also a big uh, military drills started in Belarus Russian and, and uh, Belarusian uh, army. And then the situation was getting more and more serious. And uh, uh, of, of course, we noticed that, but uh, no one can imagine what what's it that gonna be and i know in bucha uh new apartment houses was built during that period some new uh, shops and restaurants were opened uh so it looks like that come on there's some politics and some pressure and some this uh uh i don't know <sighs> international affairs or so on uh, happening uh, between Ukraine and Russia, but uh, people were living their ordinary life. And, but I, I can describe that, uh, you know, we, uh, we have war in Ukraine since 2014. 14, yeah. When uh, since, uh, an annexation of uh, Crimea, and then when the Russian proxy started war in Donbas in the Eastern part. Mm. Uh, there was some uh russian militarists uh, covered militarists uh, igor Hirkin, and they pretend to be uh, native donbass citizen but they, that was false and so uh, in 2014 and 2015 uh, there was like big uh, fight fightings in in eastern ukraine you know mm. there was a battle of Ilovaisk. Uh, there was like bloody for Ukrainian army and then battle for uh, for the Balceva and some areas uh, were annexed uh, occupied, let's say uh, by Russians and and they created so-called Donetsk and Luhansk uh, people republic and so on, but you know, everything that happened there, it was quite far from Bucha, it was Mm. like 700 kilometers from from here and you know for us that also was like uh, uh like news n- nothing more mm. of course we we know uh, uh, people who were fighting there ukrainian militaries and some of uh, buch residents were killed and uh, you know we supported ukrainian army with donations and so on but you know that was quite far mm. And, uh, and then uh, during this winter of 2022 uh, situation became more and more uh, serious but I think everyone was uh, thinking that uh, okay, if something, if some escalation going to happen it's all going to be in Donbass still in Donbass because mm. we, we saw that maybe the the bigger scale of war uh, burned out there but not in kiev not in uh, southern part not in northern part so on and also the other uh, the other thing was that uh, ukrainian government including uh, president zelensky uh, they said that Come on, guys, that's not going to be a big invasion for scale war. Uh, no need for panic. We're going to have some, I don't know, uh, good life in, uh, in next uh, spring. And they say that that was like just international pressure.
0: Why, why do you think the Ukrainian government were convinced or believed that a full-scale invasion wasn't going to happen?
1: Now they say that they they know that it, it, it may it may, it may happen, but they just don't want to to have alone. panic for yeah. for not to uh, to ruin Ukraine economy, mm-hmm. to you know to, for all business gonna quit mm-hmm. and and so on. But uh, and they say, but uh, in truth, they got prepared, and that that might be half truth. Because mm. uh, there there is uh, you know, not so obvious situation, but before uh, two days before of uh, uh, of the start of uh, invasion, uh, something like twenty second of February, uh, almost all or I think all international air companies took off all their planes from from Kiev, from Ukraine. Mm. And uh, the same was with uh, embassies that uh, take all their um, um, uh, stuff f- from Kyiv. Mm. and that was a sign, a real, real sign that something's going to happen. You know, if, mm. if that that uh, something like this is happening, you definitely should think about. It's not just alarmism or something. Mm. And uh, so, I remember the night before 24th of, um, of February. I just uh, we still didn't know what's gonna be. Still, we hoped hoped if if we can say so that everything gonna be just in Donbas. Mm. Uh, and then I re- uh, I remember the post of uh, the tweet of uh, Christo Groze, you know, this in- investigator uh, journalist from mm. Belenket, and uh he wrote something like things looks grim for this night and uh and after that uh in some russian telegram public they know this uh, telegram uh, messenger it mostly popular in in in, uh, russia as well in uh, in some eastern european um, uh, countries Mm. Uh, so there started to appear post something like Z, this name Z, That mm. Zahodim. Zahodim, that's, uh, means in Russian language that mean uh, we are get uh, getting into, we are uh, entrance. So uh, and that was this night of twenty fourth of uh, February and that's how they uh, they show that something really started to uh, to happen.
0: So you're in Buchip, you're watching the television, you're online, you wake up, you see troops crossing the border, obviously on, on television, but also they're, they're coming into Gostamel Airport, right? There's, there's, there's an attack on Gostamel Airport. We see air, um, helicopter gunships over Kiev. So you're watching this online, right? You're seeing these events Unfold. How are you? How how are you dealing with that? Like, how are the people coping with that? Uh,
1: you know, everyone was shocked. Hmm. Everyone uh, can't. You know, I think uh, all Ukrainians can't realize that this is the real war. You know, you you can't be prepared for that. That in you know in your in your life you will yeah you will live through through real war real full-scale invasion so everyone were shocked and uh, uh some people started to to buy everything that they can like water pharmacy i don't know different uh uh just products for, to, to eat and and so on so there, there was like not real panic, but something close to, to this panic. And then uh, we heard several um, explosions from, uh, from Hostomel. That was uh, missiles. You
0: heard them At, in, in Buche. So the, yeah, yeah, how yeah, far is Hostomel Airport from uh, the town? Hostomel,
1: from... it's three, three kilometers from, uh, from my house.
0: And you're example, hearing so. these explosions.
1: Yeah, so, uh, formerly is something like, like part of, of Bucha region. Yeah. So they were connected. And then afterwards, I think, I don't know, at midday or something, we heard, uh, a sound of planes. Mm-hmm. And that was very weird because we know that there is no planes in, in Ukraine at the moment. And turned mm-hmm. out that that was, uh, uh, Russians, uh, Russian, uh, fighters. Fighter planes mm. Mm. that were supported this uh, airborne operation. Mm. Uh, they uh, have to to support uh, helicopters. Yeah, more more than thirty helicopters that came to to Ostomal. And that was also weird sound like something like machinery. I don't know some vehicles. Uh, so first firstly we didn't realize that that was helicopters maybe i don't know some armored vehicles of ukrainian army or something and then uh, there was uh, the the fighting started in uh, in hostomel we heard uh, then the sounds of uh, shootings explosions blow-ups and then we, I just uh, remember that I came out of my um, uh, house and just saw big, uh, uh, big uh, smoking uh, column, or, or how you can de- describe it. Mm. I have uh, even uh, if, uh, for photos for this, and and then uh, I realized that it's. Too, too close for it's too fast and too close for for me and I have a little child. So after that, I decided that it is better to to leave Bucha and it is better to to leave it now because it was obvious that after Hostomel they started to uh, to approach to Kiev and uh, so I left Bucha in. in uh, 3 p.m of 24th of uh of uh, 24th of february but uh my friends and my relatives stayed here so i was in in, in permanent contact w- with them so uh while that that was possible and uh what what was happening in H- in hostoma that that i i know was that now that uh so there was uh russian paratroopers there and uh, they they wanted to prepare landing space for russian bigger uh air cargos il so called e- eels for uh for them to uh, to get more uh, russian troops mm-hmm. uh here and to make a more uh, fast and b- bigger uh, attack on, on Kiev until the end of uh, the day, Russian army managed uh, Ukrainian army. Sorry, uh, managed to fight the Russians uh, off the Hostomel, so it, it was under control of Ukrainians. At, so, at the... what, what
0: the Ukrainian army prepared and preparing for an attack on Hostomel?
1: It was it was not fully prepared because uh, uh part of uh, the unit that was based in Hostomel it was on that time in donbass so there was something like uh, just conscripts that were not uh, experienced and some other units and but after everything has started and uh, that became obvious that Russians want to attack Kyiv uh, throughout uh, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe with was uh, further uh, air op- operation. Uh, more units uh, came to Hostomel, including artillery, some special forces and uh, so they were able to, to fight back uh, Russian on that day but in the next uh, a day more, uh, Russian troops came by, by land. There was a big uh, mechanized uh, convoy mm-hmm. who came from Belarus, Belarus and they managed to cut to yeah. through the Ukrainian defense line and they came to Kostomel. To
0: so how, how far is um, the Belarusian border from Kostomel and from, from
1: Bukov? Near 100 kilometers, maybe 80 kilometers.
0: So the convoy, the famous convoy that we saw, it started after the twenty fourth of february right coming yeah. it coming down
1: um, yeah, but uh, they they started from this Chernobyl exclusion zone yeah. at the uh, at the morning of twenty fourth of uh, February, and yeah. they managed to to come like in two days to 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 Ostomal.
0: okay, so at this point. You leave on the twenty fourth of February, right in the in the afternoon times, and you go west. Where do you where did you go? You drove, did you?
1: Yeah, I was lucky because uh, I had <laughs> uh, my car prepared for this because we we all feel uh, something uh, to get prepared at least uh, for your vehicle, mm. and uh, so in. Four hours. I I got to to my relatives in uh, in one of uh, western er, regions.
0: Okay, so now you're safe. You're in the western region of of Ukraine. Yeah, yeah,
1: the, the, yeah That was safe there. And but I, I remember that uh, when I uh, drew uh, drew from Bucha, a lot of Ukrainian uh, army came here. Like, and that was like very unexpected for me. Just. Mm-hmm. To, to see uh, even this uh, real artillery, like big guns and, and so on. Mm-hmm. So, we didn't realize that that's such a serious situation, you know, that mm-hmm. you need real big artillery power there.
0: So, you, you get out. So, on the 24th, 25th of February, you're in Western Ukraine. At some point, so the Ukrainian army repels the initial attacks. At some point, the Russians come down to Buka and they, they create a new front line, right? And they take over Bucha. When, when, when did that happen? Like, what was happening between the 24 and 26 and 27? What were happening in the days following that?
1: It was like, uh, no one knows what real, really happens because mm. there was some fighting near uh, Hostomel. Mm. Ukrainian artillery uh, reached... Uh, that convoy that was in in Hostomel mm. but uh, on uh, 27th of February Russians uh, made their first uh, first try to to get through Bucha and then in Irpin mm. to to surround Kyiv because uh, all other bridge for them if they want to come to from Hostomel to Kyiv were uh, uh, blown up by Ukraine ukrainian army so they had mm. this pass through bucha and then next uh town next to bucha Irpin, called and then mm. probably they want to 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 approach to, to some southern uh, regions and in this way comes uh, to uh, near to kiev maybe enter kiev and so on so they came through bucha and they uh, the first one was uh, was in Bucha was destroyed by Ukrainian army, uh, Ukrainian artillery. Also, there was some um, local defense, so-called territorial defense. Territorial defense. Was, yeah. The, they, uh, there were uh, some, some local uh, Bucha residents in in it, and also it was said that it was uh, destroyed as well by uh, by rectar drones. Uh, you know this. Uh, by Raptor,
0: the Iranian-made
1: drones. Uh, no, uh, it's uh, Turkish.
0: Turkish drones. Okay, okay the Turkish Paractor drones, right? So, Ukraine, the Ukrainian army had those drones, did they? Or yeah, th- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So it sounds like there's ex- there's very serious fighting taking place in Bucha as the Russians are trying to get down to Kiev at this point, right? Yeah. Um, when did they take the town? Like, when did they occupy the town?
1: yes it was like uh, another strange situation because uh, a lot of local residents were even uh, relaxed that come on okay we ukrainian army demolished this russian convoy mm. maybe we can you know a little bit uh, relax and probably they will come other way or i don't know there, there was lack of uh, information Mm. And even uh, uh, local authorities said that uh, Bucha is free now uh, and everything is okay, everything under control. But then on uh, 3rd of March, so like several days after that convoy, mm. uh, Russians appeared in uh, uh, in western uh, w- western part of bucha so they came is uh, on the north from bucha and uh, but uh, russians came uh, some other way mm. there also a, a town called borodyanka that was almost completely destroyed by by russians even by russian aviation and they came to bucha from other direction and tried to also come to Uh, to to Irpin but they were they didn't manage to do that and they were stopped and so uh, then uh, this front line appeared between almost between Bucha and Irpin and uh, like heavy fighting started between uh, uh, Ukrainian defenders of Irpin Let's say in in south and uh, uh, Russian uh, uh, invaders uh, in 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 the north.
0: So okay, and and at what point then do they take so the, they they get the upper hand at some point and they occupy the town of Bucha, right? Do you know when yeah. that happened? Like that was early in yes. March.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, 3rd and 4th of March, uh, when uh, this occupation started.
0: So you're in western Ukraine at this stage, and obviously you're hearing from family members, you're talking to them, and you know now that the Russian army are occupying Bucha.
1: Yeah, there was still some uh, electricity Mm. in uh, in 4th of March. And uh, so there was network, uh, mobile connection, and uh, internet. So I, I could read local uh, chat. Mm. There was some uh, local chats for, for, for neighbors. Mm. Yeah. And uh, also I called to my relatives. And they say that we can see uh, this Russian BMP, BMD, with this uh, signs V also that and also we that was from like different russian re- regions and uh so that was like shock for me because i i i thought that i came come back and and took my relatives with me
0: you came back to boot no no
1: i i i tried to to do that yeah. but uh, but then there was uh some statements of, of local authority as well that uh, uh you can't use this road from from western part because it is cut cut off by russians mm. uh, even before the third of march so it was like uh, i just didn't uh, know what, what 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 to do you know uh, what is the proper way to uh to, to make uh, you know this some sort of evacuation mm. And and this is what is what is uh, really weird that this these days in Bucha that there was quite uh, quite calm there was not fighting before the third of March uh, mm. between twenty seventh and and third so a lot of people thought that maybe uh, everything has ended mm. yeah but that was a really bad bad mistake and so then russian russians came in in Bucha, the occupation started i don't know why they cut off uh, even water supply they shoot on water tower tower and then just relatives were without water and also uh, uh, the power disappeared because they cut, uh, cut it off and uh, mobile connection was uh, episodically, it, it mm-hmm. was like sporadically. Uh, it, you can call like this minute and in five minutes uh, you, you will not be able to, to do that.
0: But if, if you wanted people to leave the city, if you wanted residents and locals to leave the town, you'd cut off the water supply, right? because then they would have no to evacuate the town so if you want to if you want to hold the town and get rid of potentially you know
1: yeah any... but but it it is known that they shoot uh, some cars that try to civil cars that try to to come up, uh, mm-hmm. out of of bucha by russian uh, russian uh, soldiers so it was not obvious they want all of uh, uh, civil Population to come away from Bucha, and afterwards it was became obvious that they want some population stayed in Bucha, and so uh, Ukrainian artillery will not, uh, you know, demolish
0: Mm.
1: all town Mm. with uh, with Mm. Russian troops who are Mm. hiding in near this this building. So Mm. they they need some civil population, but during this period, I think like two, two weeks or something, uh, they allowed several waves of evacuation. It, it was more, it, it's like, uh, it was matter of talks and officially they allowed that like in, in I don't know, 8th of uh, March, uh, it is allowed to come away f- from Bucha come out of Bucha uh, by civilian buses and uh, civilian private cars but only just in in uh, uh, spe- special convoy mm. and only uh, by special roads. Mm. If you come in some other way it was very dangerous and a lot of people were killed like that because they just don't, don't know that uh, Russian decided to, to to shoot uh, everyone there and uh, Russians said that uh, we will not allow you to come by, by car or something because we think that uh, you might be Ukrainian intelligence agents and so on.
0: So they did it. They allowed a route out. If you go out that route that they, the Russians allow they yeah, say that... they're not going to shoot, shoot up the cars but if you do yeah, another that route... Happened,
1: that happened just like I don't know, four or five times, Mm. four or five days, like from 10 o'clock till five o'clock. And then it's it it has stopped like in mid of uh, March. So they didn't ask anyone to to come and even buy food.
0: Okay. So... You're you're uh, so you come back. You try and get some members of your family out. And did 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 you make? Did you were you able to get them out, or did you uh, no, go back uh, to Western Ukraine?
1: No, uh, uh, no, I didn't manage to, to do that. And uh, but luckily, uh, they came away with uh, one of their neighbor, okay. uh, like in 12th of, of March. So they used this this. Uh, road and so but that was very nervous you know they and uh, their mobile phone uh, mobile phone were almost out of power because they didn't have any any electricity so Hmm. it was really difficult to to connect to to them but luckily I think that was like last chance to to come because after that uh, all evacuation has stopped
0: Okay, so the evacuation stops. Bucha is now in the control of the Russians. And for a period of weeks, some horrific things are happening. W- were you getting any communication of the thing, the, of what was unfolding in Butcha during the Bucha occupation? Did you know what was happening? Were people sending you photographs? Or did it emerge later, what had actually happened?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, photographs were... Uh, were sent just in first days mm-hmm. when, when people still have electricity and some batteries on their phones and uh, mobile connection. After that, uh, there was all only text text messages uh, uh, messages in uh, this local chats. And so uh, there were messages something like one resident was killed in in the yard of. Uh, of one building, and on the other day there was uh, just several sentences that one woman was cooking in the, in the other yard, and uh, several Russian troops came into yard. She was uh, she she was scared of them and start to to go away, start running, and they killed her. I don't know what was their logic so and that such such messages they uh, appeared like uh, uh, during all these months of of march months of uh, occupation and there was something like uh, surname of uh, some person and got killed when he tried to uh, to get water f- for for his neighbors and so on, and uh, the situation was worsening from from the first day to uh, to last days of, of March because there was some rotation of Russian units there, uh, and some local locals tried to to agreed. Uh, some operations with Russians uh, with r- Russian troops for example can I have like water or come to my relatives through these roads in- inside Butcher and mm-hmm. uh, Russian some Russian commanders all of that and, but after that they were rotated and new troops came and they just shoot people who, who saw that they are safe to, to do something also, they were said. Locals were said to get some uh, white material, white stripes on on there. and so that was like guarantee not to be shot. Mm. You know, not to be shot. But turned out that uh, to, to the to, till the end of March, uh, it 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 didn't work. And uh, on on uh, photos from Bucha. After the occupation, you can see uh, uh, some killed people with with white tribes.
0: So if a local resident was wearing, there's an agreement, if you're wearing a white band on your your arm, you won't be shot, but in actual fact, they were executed.
1: Yeah, it it was not any guarantee.
0: Okay. So where, so where they, where they
1: just start to kill uh, people on, on bikes and so on?
0: Yeah, on bicycles. So somebody is yeah, cycling yeah. down the road. Um, maybe they start, stop at a checkpoint or something and they're shot. Um, what? So you're hearing about this from from Western Ukraine. Um, where did you know where the Ukrainian army were? Were they planning to to take back the town? Um, it seems like a six-week period seems like a long time or even a seven-week period to have no... to occupy a town like Bucha. And I'm just wondering where were the Ukrainian army? Were they reinforcing? Were they getting more troops? What was going on, do you think?
1: Yeah, Ukrainian army was in Irpin yeah. and uh, in other uh, neighboring southern part yeah. of this uh, Kiev region. And the Russians tried to, to get through defense line and to to come to uh, there is uh, so-called that was uh, a little bit more more south uh, uh, from butcher and there was there were heavy fightings there in 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 all this like in a new front line uh, so but uh russians all these months, they try to, to get through Irpin, and uh, uh, they they try to to control like ten or fifteen percent of of uh, Irpin, but but no more. So they uh, just fought back, and then uh, it was it became more and more obvious that Russians will not manage to to, to have this. Uh, fast and uh, uh, and efficient operation to to surround Kyiv, mm. and uh, more Ukrainian units came uh, there to to, to Kyiv, and uh, there became some danger for Russians to be surrounded near Kyiv. And also they had uh, a lot of problems with communication. With uh, some with provision, mm. uh, they just their convoys were destroyed by uh, Ukrainian artillery or uh, special forces during the march. When they they were on on the march, was not enough intelligence and uh, some support. So their cargo, uh, full cargo, and so on, they were exploded by uh, Ukrainian uh, infantry. Mm. And uh, so uh, so it, it became obvious that Russians will not have uh, uh, success near Kyiv. And that's why at one point they decided to withdraw, to to fled.
0: So they decided to withdraw at the end of March, maybe the start of April, right? Can you remember when?
1: Yeah, I remember. I uh that was uh 30
0: uh, 31st 31st uh, of march.
1: march right 31st <clears throat> of, of march i uh, there was a tweet of one of uh ukrainian um soldier who was uh operator of of drone and uh he was uh, constantly flying uh, about uh, Bucha and so on, and on the first thirty uh, first of uh, March, he just wrote uh, uh, Bucha and Erpina clear, no Russians at all. Okay,
0: okay. So by so we're talking about a relatively short period of time, about four weeks, where the, the, there's an occupation.
1: Yes, when... I think one 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 month. A little, little bit more than one, one, one month, One us say.
0: And then we find out, everybody across the world finds out later about what was happening during that four or five week period. And we discover... So the Ukrainian troops move back in and take back the to town in early April and they, they discovered a grave, a mass grave, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, there was like... First of all, or second of April, when uh, Russian uh, Ukrainian police came mm-hmm. into Bucha, because uh, on the first days there was danger for, uh, I don't know, mining and, and so on. So it, it was not allowed for civilians to, to come back to, to Bucha. And uh, uh, then just uh, some special forces came into uh into butcha and afterwards I think the uh, second or third of, of April uh came a uh, police and they start documenting they start uh, shooting uh, everything that can happened mm-hmm. in, in Bucha, including uh, uh dead bodies in on, on, the, Bucha, uh, on, on the on street. the streets. Yeah, including uh, mass grave near uh, near Ukrainian church uh so and, and that's how is this process of documenting of russian uh, war crimes started yeah. so they, they
0: were they were shooting people we all saw the pictures they were shooting people in the streets of the town, but not removing the bodies and just leaving them to lie there that that seems yeah. that seems like that's that seems so insane because you're literally <sighs> leaving the evidence of war crimes
1: I don't know why Either they were just maybe they didn't care about that because they were so confident that no one will know mm. who who's who they are who, who made that. But I remember even from this uh, local resident group chat uh, of the first day there was like three killed in, in one in one um, uh in one house mm. uh and uh, and Russian didn't allow to, to bury them. Uh, uh, to put them to, to graves, so they, that body, just uh, their neighbors put them in in some one, and uh, they just left there for 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 one week. I don't know why they didn't allow to to, to bury mm. people, but probably mass grave was uh, was allowed to, to to make with Russian, but. To left just people uh, lying, killed in, uh, on the streets. I don't know. I, I, I don't know this logic and why they decided to do that.
0: do that. Okay. So, how many people, roughly, do you think, how many civilians do you think were killed during that period?
1: I think uh, more than 400 in Bucha. Most, most of four hundreds, uh, r- roughly. Probably there also uh, some people from nearest villages and so on. So I think mm. several, seven and, several hundreds for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, I just didn't uh, check the last uh, numbers of it. But I think that was near uh, from four to to five hundreds.
0: And were they prim- primarily young men? Were they men primarily?
1: No, 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 no. just to you know all, all of a lot of women as well, a lot of uh, older people as well. But uh, a lot of them were killed uh, by sh- shooting and not by shelling from mortars on mm-hmm. or artillery or so on. They were shot. Uh, so that was made by, you know, uh, not by some. Uh, you know, people who shot them, they definitely know that uh, what they're doing. Mm. For example, my classmate was was shot in head head. He was found in mass grave and he was policeman. I, I don't know, no one knows uh, details of his death, but uh, that was happened. Also, uh, these uh, guys from local territorial defense, uh, eight of them they were captured by, by Russians. They didn't uh, manage to uh, to come away in, in time. And then they uh, they were beaten. And one of them said uh, uh, about that they are from uh, local defense. The BBC made uh, this film about that. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, they were shot with machine gun, with a Kalashnikov gun. So uh, mm-hmm. that's also a war crime because uh, killing of, of cap- captured uh, soldiers, but they even did, were not uh, real soldiers. Uh, local defense. There was guys who, uh, who who decided to to defend their town like week before. So were not uh, they were not uh, ordinary soldiers.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, but uh, uh, but anyway, uh, Russian decided to, to kill them to to, to shoot them.
0: It, what I, what I struggle to understand is how indiscriminate it is. like captured soldiers are one thing, but shooting women who have no involvement and it just seems so almost chaotic and almost yeah there is this, uh,
1: this situation with a uh, woman on bicycle. Uh, New York Times uh, mm. wrote about that that was killed by machine gun from uh, uh, some uh, vehicle Mm. uh, of russian uh, convoy Uh, maybe russians were scared that uh, all eyewitnesses will call or will i don't know message Mm. ukrainian artillery and artillery will show them but i know several cases when uh, civil cars were shot with children inside there are also several uh, shot cars with sign of children. So that's it. also I don't know maybe Russians were so shocked or so unprofessional troopers just decided to, to shoot everything that they can just not to to be I don't know uh, to be killed from uh, by Ukrainian army that was informed by locals.
0: So, at this point, then, so uh, the the Ukrainian army come in they take they've taken back the town, Russians retreat the convoy is destroyed. we all saw the convoy destroyed. We discover the mass grave um it's all over the news and and the, the full horror of what went on over those four weeks emerges um do you know you were back in Western Ukraine at this stage, right? Yes um Do you know if the the ICC, the International Criminal Court, were getting involved at this time? Were there people from, were were there investigators on the ground um, trying to discover what had happened and put the pieces together in
1: April? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I know that investigation of the Ukrainian authority is on on its way. Mm. The security service of Ukraine they are collecting uh, all evidence of mm. uh, of that and also uh, general prosecutor office as well they are working and probably they uh, they are working with uh, with the international in- investigators but uh, i don't know if that happened in, in april uh, i think that the main in- investigation is uh, now is made by by security service so they even have uh, some number of Russian units that mm. uh, were uh, that were in Butcher because I don't know for Russia. Russian soldiers are very weird. They are just put signs of their brigade. For example, this 70 uh, 64th brigade from Khabarovsk, because that's far far east of of Russia, and they put mm. uh, on. on some buildings that they were controlled. That was I don't know for them uh, like, something like like graffiti. Uh, they were putting
0: graffiti on the building of their of their particular unit that was in Russia, yes. right?
1: So yes. okay. So so it, 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 it that's a clear signs of of Russian units, and uh, in, near that building where that uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, local defense was killed. So it's like. One mm. plus one makes uh, mm. water crimes uh, uh, War crimes units.
0: Yeah. Well, the locals will have, obviously, photographic evidence. People have mobile phones. You know, there, there, there'll be a lot of evidence there. So what's happening now in, in terms of Bucha, in terms of the future, are, are are you um are you concerned about a possible second wave, a second attack coming down from Belarus? Do you think that's possible, or is that because that's certainly what we're hearing in the Western media over here?
1: Yeah, it's completely a real danger. Uh, because why shouldn't they do that? If if they can, now they you know they have this some. Um, lessons that were taught and they know some roads mm. uh, roads from from belarussia and if uh, we know that they there is still ongoing uh, mobilization in russia mm. so when they uh, when they have let's say 40 or 50 thousands of, of uh, troopers in, in belarus mm. it became more and more uh, Dangerous for for the second attack. But probably they they can try not to come to Kiev, but to some uh, other western region that were uh, not uh, uh, touched by war at, at the moment. Just to to cut off uh, some roads mm-hmm. to uh, to the west, to cut off uh, this military aids uh, and so on. Mm-hmm. In, it is even said that they may collect something like 200s of, of, of this mobilized mm. uh, uh, troopers in, in Belarus. But the point is that Ukraine is uh, better prepared now. Mm. All roads are mined now, artillery know this all the position where they uh, can uh, shoot uh, uh, better intelligence uh and uh, and that's uh that's what's happening um alongside all uh, uh border with Belarus.
0: Mm-mm.
1: So uh, and you know this uh, the first attempt of, of Russian uh, there were uh, made by uh, Russian elite forces, uh, this uh, airborne uh, assault uh, units, mm. and so on. Uh, I don't know if if some new mobilized uh, uh, soldiers were would would be such uh, would be able to to repeat uh, such attack. Mm. When they don't have enough experience, don't have uh, enough arms, so it's it's like uh, there is a, such danger. We, we we can say that there is no risk at all, mm. but of course uh, we should, you know, take it uh, uh, seriously, but not. Not something that's gonna happen uh, one hundred per, uh, percent. And mm-hmm. also, I think that we will see uh, preparation in uh, uh, like three or four weeks beforehand before their uh, attempt to to attack in in the north, because now it's uh, more obvious what what they can do.
0: We're hearing a lot about the uh, the break in the fighting because of winter. Um, and that's, we, we've been told and we're hearing in, over here that it'll slow everything down. So you have January freezing months, February and March freezing months, and that'll slow, it'll create a pause in the fighting. Are, are you anticipating that will happen? And there'll be a re... Um, a reemergence of hostilities in 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 March and April are are do you think the winter is affecting anything at all
1: no 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 because even uh, in 2015 one mm-hmm. of the biggest uh, fighting uh, one of the biggest battle uh, in Donbas was during uh, January and December when mm-hmm. uh, there was fighting for the Debaltse mm-hmm. so it's uh, it, I can't say that they will definitely not try to to do it this during winter, especially if we have this experience of 24th of February. Mm-hmm. Probably, it's uh, it's easier to to attack uh, during uh, some cold weather during frosts
0: because when, the ground uh, is
1: hard. Uh, yeah. And when uh, winter is non is warm, it's it's like not easy. But I don't know now they they are still they don't have bridges and roads from from the north because they are either uh, destroyed or mined.
0: How concerned are you with the mobilization, the rumors of mobilization, and what we're hearing? Coming out of Russia in terms of troop numbers, that there could be a massive mobilization. Is that concerning? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, even if they are uh, conscripts. like uh, conscripts with uh, uh, lack of preparation, they still are soldiers, they are still mm-hmm. in the military. And uh, as we can see, Putin is not, uh, you know, so. It's not afraid to to lose a lot of uh, his people, mm. and uh, for Ukrainian army, it's uh, becoming a problem uh, anyway. If uh, even just s- uh, several uh, dozens of uh, hundreds uh, people just with Kalashnikov gun, still uh, they are the danger. But uh, but Ukraine army became more and more experienced and uh, in, in this case. So we'll see. And uh, uh, Ukraine also uh, make its uh, preparation, make its mobilization, but it, it definitely not in, in such a big scale, mm. uh, just for units that really need it, for like military specializations that uh, are, are lacking in, in, in because of something, because of losses or something. Mm. So, but uh, mobilization, if we are talking about some plans of like half a million conscripts, uh, this is uh, still uh, a danger.
0: Is the ban on Ukrainian men leaving the country, is that still in place?
1: Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it was uh, imposed uh, in, in the first days of war and, and still there was uh, there is some exceptions for example if you have uh, three kids you are allowed to, to come away uh, also uh, it's all of it for temporary uh coming away for volunteer organization for some musician artists and so on but you should come back in i don't know two or three weeks yeah but it, it's still a uh, non-place on
0: and what are your in terms of Belarus their involvement in the war? Are you concerned about it, Belarus joining the war? Do you think that's a that's a red? Yeah, herring?
1: because uh, it's uh, they have from twenty to forty thousands of professional army, uh, and but they are also inexperienced, uh, inexperienced. In mm. real fighting, but still, it, it's a professional army, and mm. they have uh, they have aviation and they have uh, uh, military vehicles, tanks, mm. uh, rel- rel- relatively new. So it imposed some uh, it, it, it's also danger for for us for our northern western regions. But uh, as we can see, they are not happy to to take part in in this war because they also understand that uh, that's going to be uh, like a bloody adventure for, for them. And uh, probably I, I remember that there was some news on first uh, half of March that this night Belarus will come into war and the uh, Belarus, uh, Belarusian army uh, started to invade some western region, including that region where I was at that point, but that didn't happen. And mm. there is rumors that some generals just refused to to do that. It's rumors, mm-hmm. but anyway, it shows that if they really the Belarus. Uh, authority Lukashenko really wanted to to take part in in this uh invasion they probably they they started it before
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh i don't know before summer when uh, the situation for russians uh became worse on, on the front line so we will see but uh, i can repeat that the ukrainian army is prepared uh, for this, uh, for this scenario as well.
0: Mm. And tell me, um, you're in Bucha now, so you obviously feel quite safe, right? So, yeah, yeah. Do you think are you going
1: to stay in Bucha? Probably yes. Uh, I, uh, my family uh, came away. Uh, they are abroad now and mm. for me it's it's time <laughs> relaxing for not to to be with them because uh this all uh shalings uh missile shelling's uh occurs uh as well as blackouts uh mm. and when the uh, when blackouts happening it's uh, also problem with water supply with uh, warming and and so on so mm. probably we, we will have Uh, more cold weather in in weeks, and probably uh, we will uh, experience some other shellings with some other blackouts and and so on. But... uh,
0: But Kiev is going to be heavily fortified, right? So would you not feel safer in Kiev itself?
1: uh, Probably. I I don't know. We'll see when they start to prepare their second invasion. I don't know. I, I don't have... Like real plan mm. uh, what to do now uh, but maybe it's going to be more reasonable to come to, to Kyiv or to come to some western regions but uh, not near Belarus mm. we will see
0: you told uh, me uh, that yeah. the, the McDonald's has reopened in Butcher.
1: yeah that was symbolic uh, uh Event for 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 Bucha because uh, a lot of supermarkets uh, were uh, were closed were looted by by Russians mm. uh, and and uh, McDonald's was closed I think, from uh, 27th of uh, February when there was a first attempt mm. uh, of Russian uh, convoy because their uh, their building was uh, suffered from from shelling. Of Russian military vehicles, and uh, uh, so step by step, all inf- infrastructure restored in Bucha, mm. and almost every shop was reopened. And then, like I don't know, several weeks ago or something, uh, McDonald's in Bucha also reopened, and mm. it's a sign for for Bucha residents that. Uh, Life is more or less safe. Yeah, here and you know.
0: And how? So the economy is. But how are you? Are you working, Vatislav in your in your regular job now? Or
1: yeah, or? yeah. I, I can work uh, because uh, I work uh, work uh, remotely, mm. and that's why for me it's crucial to have power and uh, internet, and mm. we have. Uh, uh, in Bucha we have uh, we have it's all across Ukraine these points of fortitude have you heard that was made by emergency services uh, for with some generators uh, that were working from from a gas line to, to generate uh, electricity mm-hmm. uh, so in these points they are either uh, tents or in some uh, municipal buildings mm. where you can uh, come and work with uh, with electricity, with some warming, with internet. And uh, when we had uh, blackout for several days in Wood, in, in December, uh, I worked for, from this point, uh, And th- that was really helpful. For, and uh, I really uh, thankful for uh, our municipal Mm. authorities it is they they make this possible, and it's it's possible for me to stay in in Bucha and work as well. Because mm. if if uh, blackout total blackout, uh, I should think about something to to, to come away.
0: Mm. <clears throat> tell me, <clears throat> um, in terms of Zelensky, your president, how impressed have you been with the work that he's doing? Pardon me. How impressed have you been with um, President Zelensky?
1: I don't know. Uh, I not. didn't. I didn't vote for for Zelensky, uh, mm. but I should say that they, he is doing well.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: definitely, because uh, no one expected such from a former actor, uh, from person who was. Uh, he was even named as more or less pro-Russian candidate in uh, two two years ago because Mm. he was said come on we we should we should have a peaceful agreement with Russia almost anyway and uh, let's don't don't, uh, push such a question like uh, language Ukrainian language Ukrainian cu- culture and so on mm. uh, l- let's uh, let's make this more multicultural Ukrainian Russian uh, Ukraine for mm. example mm. No, no, not exactly yeah but now he was uh, he, he definitely is more right politician than, than he was two years ago and uh, he's doing well he is what he's doing best is that he uh, allowed uh, Ukrainian army chief to to make their work without uh, any uh, politics, without uh, any some comments, mm. uh, some, I don't know, even um, uh, public uh, adver- advertising or something. I, I don't know mm. how to describe. So. He's doing good job with uh, this uh, with army and uh, of course with uh, uh, on an international uh, level mm. uh, he's you know one of the most popular popular uh, politician in in the world i think so uh, but from the other point of view uh, i think that this uh, crazy, inadequate idea of Putin to invade uh, Ukraine in 2022. Mm. also was connected uh, with uh, the presence of Zelensky on this post of uh, President of Ukraine, because probably uh, this uh, Russian uh, uh, ex-KGB agent he's he definitely thought that uh, he will uh, uh, he will scare uh, scary uh, ukrainian president zelensky and probably the zelensky, uh, zelensky uh, is not able to to make any you know fight back and mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, to act like it act in in real life
0: I'd say there's a lot of things that have been incredibly shocking. Um, Obviously, the war looks like it was a miscalculation on on so many different levels. Crimea, we're nearly there. What about um, Crimea? How likely is it and how important is it to to get Crimea back within um, Ukrainian control?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, you know, after all of, all the suffering of Ukrainian people after all these deaths, after Bucha, and after all uh, other cities that were destroyed and with uh, thousands of uh, civilians uh, were killed, like Mm. in Mariupol, in in Kherson, in Izum. Uh, For Zelensky, uh, there is no way to, to stop at some point and say, okay, we will have peaceful agreement now when uh uh ukraine is not uh, in in its border uh, in uh, its borders as it were uh, yeah mm. f- fully mm. on, uh, like from uh, 1991 it's like very difficult decision mm. for it uh, for him so it's uh, unlikely it 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 may happen definitely of, of course depending on the uh frontline situation and some other maybe some international pressure and so on but at at present point now it it, it is said that ukraine kyiv is gonna uh, fight back uh, all its territories including donbas mm. a so called people's republic and then in, in, including crimea even if it's connected with some nuclear uh, nuclear uh, danger
0: um last question what what are your predictions for 2023 what what do you think is going to happen over the next 6 to 12 months
1: uh it is said by uh, almost all of military commanders and so on that uh, uh, this year is not going to be easy or easier than 2022 and uh, probably war is not going to stop during uh, the spring and and even uh, summer but it might happen that till, till till the next new year, we will have some uh, completely different situation. I'm not sure about peace, but probably uh, the situation will be, it's definitely will be uh, closer to to peace and I hope it will be closer to peace on uh, Ukrainian condition. And uh, I think that we have all all chances to uh, to get victory.
0: Muchas. Good luck. Thank you very much. Here's to 2023. It's been a pleasure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>